Living Adventurously is brought to you in partnership with Kamut, the route planning and navigation app that helps you make the most of your outdoor adventures. Whether you're cycling, hiking, running or bikepacking, Kamut's easy-to-use technology will get you out the door and exploring more of the great outdoors. You can see where I've been exploring by checking out the highlights of my journey on Kamut. Just follow the link in the show notes. My name is Alistair Humphreys. I set out on a bicycle journey around Yorkshire to speak to interesting, ordinary people who, in very different ways, are making an effort to live adventurously. I wanted to talk about what they do, about the barriers they've faced along the way, and to seek their perspective on some of the big questions that all of us encounter in our lives. Welcome to Living Adventurously. <laughs> I've written here, needs intro music. Um, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> that'll do. My phone beeped with a text message and it said this. Hi, this is Teresa Robertshaw, Cycling Without Age, Calderdale. You can meet me on the Trishaw at my home. Five miles uphill, but a gentle gradient, and have a cup of tea. <laughs> Somehow I didn't notice the five miles uphill bit, and nor, in hindsight, do I agree with Teresa's definition of gentle gradient. <laughs> the upside, though, of the whopping climb to her house was a wonderful view over the moors and valleys and villages and mill chimneys of Calderdale. After admiring her husband's shiny vintage motorbikes, Teresa and I climbed aboard her electric trishaw, a bicycle modified to have essentially a two-person sofa on the front of it. I very much enjoyed my new role of passenger rather than cyclist as Teresa took me for a spin. We stopped for a chat along the way with a bird-watching couple and I had a peek through the binoculars at a beautiful little owl and a heron trying to catch some frogs. Teresa had brought homemade brownies and a flask of coffee, so we sat on a grassy verge in the sunshine to chat. Recently retired, Teresa's now putting her time and energy into giving the less mobile a chance to live adventurously and get outdoors once again. Teresa was my most reluctant interviewee, having been stitched up for the task by her daughter. But I didn't feel too guilty because the brownies were delicious, the sun was warm, and I really enjoyed hearing about cycling without age. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been on a podcast before? No, never. Never. Fantastic. That is good to hear. Um, have you ever taken someone for a ride on your bike who um, is as lazy as me, who should be doing the work? Do you ever take people like me out? I always take volunteer riders out and ask them to be a passenger so that they know what it feels like and know that going fast isn't a good option. <laughs> okay, I was feeling a little bit guilty. So we're now sitting up on the top of a beautiful hill, somewhere in the hills above Halifax. Castle Car Road, Wainstalls. Is where we are. Uh, we've been mm. eating your delicious chocolate brownies, drinking coffee. And the reason we're here is because you have a wonderful 
what do you call it? Trishaw. A trishaw. Please will you tell me why you've got a trishaw? Well, first of all, tell me what it is and then why you've got it. It's three wheels. There's a passenger cab in the front of the the back half of a bicycle and the cab takes two immobile people on a couch on wheels. It's battery assisted and it can get up one in three hills. One in three, which which um, you need in this in this neck of the woods, don't you? It's pretty heap, steep, hilly stuff. I think is, pe- people yeah. in London will be familiar with these sort of things. They're climbing like it looks like a sort of bicycle taxi type thing, doesn't yes, it? Yes. But you, you don't use yours for taking drunken tourists around <laughs> Leicester Square. What 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 are you doing with yours? It's for people that are immobile and can't otherwise get out to feel the wind in their hair. So you've, you've started a charity? Yes, What's it's it called? called Cycling Without Age, Calderdale. Cycling Without Age, and it's for this, this uh, beautiful area of Calderdale. And uh, so who, who are the, what, what do you call them, customers, clients? Passengers. Guests, passengers. Who are your usual passengers? Um, at the moment, we've got regular passengers that are very elderly, they're very immobile and need help to get into the trishaw. Um with walkers, etc., and we are also about to take a passenger out who's suffered a stroke, so is immobile for that reason. And I have had a passenger on who um, was involved in an accident and broke a neck, which curtailed her cycling activities. Oh, she used to cycle herself. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you you load up a couple of old deers. Yes. Um, <laughs> and set off exploring. Um, what do they say? What do they? What's, what's their response when you set off away from the care home with them in your bike? Oh, Phyllis on Thursday got got onto. How the, old is Phyllis? She's a hundred. <laughs> she said, "It's the first time I felt air," <laughs> and she said she was going to go home and t- tell her mother. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, um, and you mentioned someone talking about the notion of feeling the wind in your hair. Yes. Can you tell me yeah. the sort of response people have in terms of that feeling of well, the joy of being on a bike. Yeah, it's it, it is the it's recreating the joy of being on a bike or introducing people. We've had ninety-year-old passengers that have never been on a bike before, and they're just amazed at being able to see everything close up and smell things and how uh, passers-by wave to them and people stop the cars, wind the window down for a chat. With um, they, I think they, they feel like mini-celebrities and very much appreciate being outside. So do they, do they volunteer for this or are they, are they volunteered by the people at the care homes? Uh, it's a mixture, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but a bit of both. Okay. Yeah, I think they actually volunteer in the care home as well. They, they're not put in there. They're not put in against the will. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, how long do you normally take them out for? Uh, if the weather's as fine as it is today, then a couple of hours. Okay. Um, on on um, one day last week, we had a very short ride because one of the passengers didn't like her face being cold uh-huh. so we um turned around and, and dropped her back off okay yeah. but do you, does it bring back um I mean, the, the thing i love about riding a bike is that 
I think I enjoy it now exactly as much as I did when I was seven or eight, just zooming down hills and swooshing around corners and going places I've never been. Does it, do, do they, do they, does it feel, do you think they feel like it's an adventure? I hope so. That's what I'm doing it for. Um, I, we get people saying that that was absolutely lovely. We get passengers telling us to go faster sometimes. <laughs> the old daredevils. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it's just very rewarding for pilots and passengers. And do people, do they, um, do you end up chatting quite a bit about their their life and their earlier times or is it mostly just chatting um, about what's happening right now? We find that, that passengers with severe dementia are very much living in the moment and commenting on the clouds and what's happening here and now. Others talk about working in the munitions factory in the war and going to work on the bicycles and, you know, telling stories about their memories and their lives. I think you need to start a podcast. They'd be fantastic stories to record, wouldn't they? Riding along. <laughs> well, maybe you've got enough on your plate. <laughs> oh, the clouds there. <laughs> so yeah. um, how long have you been running this for now? Uh, we started two years ago. Uh, it took us nearly two years to fundraise for this, so it's very new. Yeah, just a couple of months actually up and running. Okay, and and um, <clears throat> it's clearly a lot of work and effort and, well, initial expense. Why do you do it? Because I love cycling and this this is for passengers who are otherwise never cycle ever again in their lives. Yeah, the thought of uh, the last time you go for a bike ride is quite a sad yeah. thing to imagine, yeah. isn't it? It's it's unimaginable. <laughs> yeah, but it's coming. Isn't it? yeah. Yesterday yesterday um I interviewed a Paralympic cyclist, um, gold medal winning cyclist in Hebden Bridge, and he's uh, got a degenerative eye condition. So he's going blind, and at some point, he doesn't know how long, he's going to be completely and utterly blind. And will be able to ride tandem. He rides tandem now. That's oh, his. Uh, that's right. what he does in the right. Paralympics. He rides tandem yeah. now. But he's going to go completely blind. And what I found interesting about him was this sense of urgency this has given him um, to think, wow, I need to get on and do things. Seize the moment. Yeah. And do you find when you're, when you're out riding with um, people who are really old, does it, does it make you, does it give you a sense of urgency of thinking, wow, I, there's so much I want to be doing and exploring? Or are you more relaxed than me? I try to be in the moment. Just enjoy each ride. That's a good way to be. <laughs> um, so start getting this up and running. Um, what have been the, some of the big barriers that you've faced to get it going? It's been very stop-start because um, I'm going off on my, my own little adventures every now and again. And um, I've got very supportive trustees. We're a local charity and I've got four fellow trustees, but they're all working full-time and um, it, it does mean that when I'm away, that the practicalities of trying to move the project forward 
um, are, are left really until I get back. Okay, so <laughs> at the moment you're you're looking for some for some help really, then I suppose to to help it work more efficiently. Um, what do you need help with? What can what could people do that would be helpful for you? Oh, I'd really like to meet somebody with a big van. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> it could actually transport the trishaw around Calderdale because at the moment um, we, we keep it at Ravenscliff Sixth Form in uh, Spring Hall, Halifax. And to get anywhere else in Calderdale, I cycle it to the start point. So it would be great if there was anybody with a van that would like to... Um, help with the transport okay yep man with van or woman with van needed somewhere yep. around Calderdale <laughs> um there's a lot of cycling type outdoorsy people in Calderdale what else do you need some help with anything else um I'm I've, I've really concentrated in the last few weeks in building up volunteers and we've got lots of um volunteers sort of going through the the process of of becoming uh, pilots uh, I haven't anyone at the moment who helps with any grant applications or maintaining the website or social media apart from my daughter who's a big help because I'm a bit of a dinosaur <laughs> so any any help would be great and okay. help with fundraising okay so yeah. yeah so someone who's good at the sorting out of stuff the kind of stuff i'm yeah. absolutely useless at the um, stuff that doesn't happen grants and emails around. and admin yeah. and money yeah. and okay yeah. but doesn't necessarily want to cycle okay yeah that'd be great um i've really enjoyed our little <laughs> expedition adventure this morning uh we didn't come very far at all but what i really liked about it was that it just makes you chat and yes it's I, very slow yeah I mean, <laughs> the, one of the reasons i love cycling as a way of traveling is because it's slow and makes you chat but still the way i'm on my bike now i'm still often well i'm going much quicker than this bike so i still have the inclination sometimes to just zoom past people and we've had a couple of well we some we stopped with some bird watchers yeah. had a look at the now little owl uh, the met, little owl and a heron in a field catching frogs yeah. we met uh, a mum and her little kids picking bilberries so i really like that yeah. side of it the yeah. the conversation community side so yeah i think it's a great thing um one of the reasons I'm cycling around Yorkshire, meeting interesting people, is to ask their perspective on some questions for life. So um, now that I've eaten your brownies, I wonder if I could pick your brain on a bit of wisdom. You're looking nervous here. <laughs> I'm feeling nervous too. Nobody, nobody who's the mum of lots of children, lives up on a moor and starts a charity needs to worry about my little questions. You can, if you don't want to answer them, you can ignore them. But He's now we'll handing a me a pack of cards, <laughs> and I'm probably going to pick the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> what does living adventurously mean to you? Has that definition changed with time? What did it mean to you as a child? Oh well, starting as a child, I think children just naturally live live adventurously without thinking about it. That's what children do or that's what we hope they do and we'd like them to do and we'd like them to do in the future certainly when I was a child over 50 years ago that was how we lived um now what living adventurously means ooh, 
getting the most out of every day. You can live adventurously just going into your garden. It's noticing what's around you and loving it. Does it feel to you like an adventure going out on the on the bike? With on these? the trishaw? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, when you've got uh, sort of huge lorries thundering by you, it, 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 it's the sort of adventure <laughs> that, that you don't really... Misadventure. Uh, yeah, that, that you're not really seeking. But generally, everybody's very considerate and uh, happy to see you. People at bus stops smile and wave and people stop the car, wind the window down and have a chat. It, it's when the passengers are absolutely loving it that it feels very worthwhile for me, to me. Some, so you had, was it Phyllis? 100-year-old <laughs> Phyllis. Yes. So when yes. you have someone who's 100 years old yes. um, going for a ride on your bike, do they, do they still have a spirit of adventure? Does it, does it last forever? Phyllis certainly has a spirit for adventure. She was the lady that I told you about earlier who exclaimed uh, that it was the first time she'd had air. I think she meant fresh air. We've just got a helicopter going over. (laughs) The disadvantages of sitting outside with helicopters flying overhead. Oh, it's nice to record something there where you can be <laughs> picking grass and much nicer than soundproof booth, isn't it? Okay, thank you. Right. You see, that wasn't too scary, was it? If I could live life over, what would I do differently? When I was 22, I got a visa on my passport, arrived on the day that I was offered a job and I didn't use the visa, I didn't go to Australia and I would do that if I had the chance over. <clears throat> so, uh, so uh, with a helicopter now we're being attacked by a terrifying looking spaniel. fluffy spaniel. <laughs> so you didn't go to Australia because, because you went... <laughs> Hello dog, what do you think? That's okay. That's okay. All part of the, yeah. all part of the experience. Exactly. Yes. All good. All right. See you later. Bye. Um, so you're saying you you had a v, got a visa for Australia and then you chose to take the job instead. Yes. What was your thinking about why you chose to take the job rather than the go to Australia? I think it was um, the more conventional route when I was 22, whereas my children certainly would have just gone to Australia like a shot. (laughs) And are you glad that your children go off to Australia like a shot? Yes, because you've got a lot of life after you're 22, if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good good, uh, reminder to... Follow the visas, Just not the do job. It. Just do yeah. it, yes. Okay. See who interrupts us next. Can you share an example of what the word home means to you? Home for me is always where I'm sleeping that night. And it's also my family home, 
with made out of stone and wattle or something. <laughs> Is it old, your house? Um, yeah, it's a couple of hundred yeah. years old. It's beautiful. Yeah. The views, as I said, in, sitting in your kitchen, you can see out three windows down three points of the compass with massive views. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, overlooking the moors with the heather, it's, we're very lucky. But it's also where I'm from. I'm from Middlesbrough and Middlesbrough's home as well. And seeing landmarks around around the family home. So when when you're going up the M1 and you see Studley Pike built to commemorate the defeat of Napoleon, that's home. And in the northeast, seeing Rosebury Topping, that's home. So I think it can mean lots of places and lots of feelings. And yeah, it's a good word. Yeah, you were born in uh, Middlesbrough. Just yes. out, just outside Yorkshire. Yep, where you started. No, <laughs> <laughs> Middlesbrough is in Yorkshire. <laughs> it's always been in Yorkshire. Those fools in in Whitehall called it Teesside and Cleveland, but it's Yorkshire. <laughs> you walked right into that one, didn't you? <laughs> Yorkshire born and bred. Yeah, Middlesbrough, where I started my ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll right, we'll do a couple more if that's right. Oh. <laughs> ah, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? How rude! You don't ask a lady how weird she I, is. I wouldn't ask a lady that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really object to being called a lady. Um, okay, I thought you can say object to being called weird. No, no, no. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd much rather be called weird than a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on a scale of one to ten, um, about three. About three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying that asking that question to different people. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, when I grow up, I would like to be a very successful author that needs to spend very little time writing and I'd like to be a great great grandmother of happy healthy children I thought you said you didn't want to make people cry oh. <laughs> No, oh. what I actually said was that I felt guilty about making people cry, but I kind of quite liked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a lovely answer. <laughs> Sorry for making you cry. <laughs> I hope they're happy tears. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully this set. <laughs> what did you think that being aged 59 and three quarters was going to be like? <laughs> What's it actually like? Um... I thought that being age 30 was going to be really, really old. So I'm 60 in December and it's great fun. Is it? Of course well, it is. Well, I don't know. Of course it is. I'm not 59 three quarters yet. But you can see people around you that are 59 and three quarters having fun. Yeah. And Phyllis at 100 having fun. Yeah. You have adventures right. all ages. Yep. Yeah. That's you know, when I was. I remember very clearly my twenty fifth birthday. 
Yeah. I remember it because I was in um, Beirut in Lebanon cycling around the world. So I was having a massive, massive adventure. And yet on my birthday, all I could think was, I'm 25. <laughs> I've done nothing. Life's over. Yeah, exactly. My life is over. I've done nothing. And uh, and I kind of repeat that process on most <laughs> birthdays. <laughs> okay. But 59 and three quarters is good, is it? It's great. Good. In the last five years, what new belief, behaviour or habit has most improved your life? Hmm. Five years, ten years, whatever, it doesn't matter too much. Just... I'm not very good at looking back. Thank you. Shall I give you a couple of examples from other people? People have talked about mm. walking, ta- walking their dog, taking up yoga, um, going to bed earlier. No. Okay. None of those. Okay. None of the above. Okay. You can pass if you like. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that one. Okay. I- I'd like to um, ask the audience that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do a couple more. Right. Whoops. All right. Uh, stick and stick or twist in general my life is comfortable and happy so should i risk a new challenge and make big changes oh well yeah of course everybody everybody ought to risk new challenges and make big changes no matter how comfortable and happy they are why would why would a challenge or a change make your life uncomfortable or unhappy so now, the trouble with stick or twist is I can't remember which which is which. I think you twist, don't you, to carry on getting yeah. new cards. Yeah, twist every time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> right, I think we'll do one more because I'm feeling the need for another bit of chocolate brownie. <laughs> what is enough? That's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> what, in terms of my brownies? <laughs> in terms of questions. Oh, in terms of questions. Okay. <laughs> You've done very well indeed. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your debut podcast. Oh, my goodness. And thank you for this. It's brilliant. I think you should be really proud of that. It's a brilliant thing you're doing. I'm very very, um, happy to be here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Living Adventurously. There's show notes from every episode on my website alistairhumphreys.com slash podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of your phone and pop it up on social media or leave a review with your podcast provider. It makes a massive difference. Thank you very much. I teamed up with Kamut to make this podcast happen. In case you missed it, Kamut is an outdoor planning and navigation app that helps you explore more of the great outdoors. One of the many ways Kamut helps you have better adventures is with detailed route profiles. So, you've got your basic route in place with Kamut. Next step is to check the route profile. The profile displays the information you want to see, like the the surface type, especially important if you're on a bike, and elevation profile, (laughs) especially important for everyone, the ups and the downs. On a road bike, for example, That means you can anticipate the big climbs or ensure your adventure only includes tarmac unless you want to spice it up and you want to suffer, in which case you can hunt for a gravel route or more single track. If you're hiking, you'll be able to see your elevation gain 
as well as where on the route you'll need to push on to get through the uphills. Your very own outdoor experiences are waiting for you. Go explore more with Kamut. Head to kamut.com slash G and use the voucher code ADVENTUROUS to claim your free region bundle.